Friends, welcome to the Eden Chapel uh, Daily Devotional, and uh, my date of presentation is January the 24th on Wednesday, and I've been assigned uh, Exodus chapter 39, period. My name is Pastor John Bouquet, Aaron Case, uh, my good friend, brother, colleague in ministry, is one of the young men that has grown up at Bethel in Savannah, Ohio, and, and so his invitation is my honor to to speak to the audience of Eden's Chapel, and I'm very thankful for what you all are accomplishing in ministry and church development and discipleship and ministry outreach. So I have uh, this high honor to serve you and bless you and minister to you uh, from Exodus 39. So if you turn your Bibles, and I'm going to give a little summary of the chapter, purpose of the book. You can take some notes. I would I would invite you to do so. There's not a lot to write down, but I'm going to give a summary of the 43 verses of Exodus 39 right after I pray. So please join me. So thank you, Father, for the members of Eden's Chapel and those who are listening beyond that that body uh, to this podcast. We ask, Lord, that you would bless the words of our hearts and the words of our minds. And most of all, that we would agree with you that your word is true and it's right. And that, Father, it has something for our practical lives every single day. So open our eyes tonight today. Help us to see Exodus 39 as something even practical as we look back over the history of Israel. In Jesus' name, amen. So turn in your Bibles to Exodus 39, and I'm going to break it down in several sections. Let me in, instruct you that verses, excuse me, chapters 28 through 39 of Exodus is where God gives Moses instructions to prepare the people for their tabernacle worship. And this whole section from the 28th chapter to the 39th chapter that we're going to complete tonight is the preparation for the priestly garments and all that will be done in the service of the worship of Jehovah God. There's four purposes. You can write them down quickly. It'll make sense quickly. Four purposes for the book of Exodus. One, it's a record of Israel's birth as a nation. Number two, we see that God divinely protects this people and his nation by giving them direction and provision through all of their journeys. The major theme of Exodus, write down the word redemption. It is in redemption that Israel is birthed. Israel is exited or exoduses and exodus out of Egypt after the death of the firstborn. So blood has to be shed in order for new life to be given. And we also know that Jesus Christ is the first from the firstborn of God, and he is the one that will die for our sins so we can be released from our own Egypt or our own sin condition. Then God, in the release of these people into the wilderness, prepares them for their mission to be his chosen people. So Exodus 39, here's the major theme for the 39th chapter, is the making of the priestly garments for the worship of Jehovah. And remember this, here's a key point, the priest was a representative of the people to God. He wasn't the way to get God. The mediator for us is Jesus Christ, but he was a representative. He was going to go and represent the people to God in the tabernacle, in the Holy of Holies. And he had to be properly clothed. Now, here's the application. Jesus Christ is our high priest, clothed in his own robe of righteousness, 
his ephod or his breastplate has not just tri 12 tribes on his, but written in the heart of God is all the peoples of the world. God died, Jesus died for all of us. So verse one's a key thought, ready? This is the verse one. Of the blue, purple, and scarlet thread they made garments of ministry for ministering in the holy place and they made the holy garments for Aaron as the Lord had commanded Moses. Here's the bottom line of application of this book and this chapter. Number one, whatever God tells us to do, we need to do it, even if it's just making clothing. So verse one tells us the people obeyed in the making of the priestly garments so they could have a great worship experience. And verses two through seven, two through seven, and what I'm gonna do is go through this section of this book and then show you that each section has a key verse or two or three verses. So if we look at verses two through seven, make a note, this is the ephod. This would be like an apron, a vestment that went on the high priest and it was uh, where the breastplate, which contained these 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel was attached. So this, this material vestment or apron that the priest wore on the outside of his, his, his robe was attached to the breastplate which had the stones of the 12 tribes of Israel. The key verse is verse six. And they set the onyx stones in enclosed settings of gold. They were engraved as signets are engraved with the names of the sons of Israel. So each stone that was on the breastplate which was attached to the a material vestment of the ephod represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Verses 8 through 21, sorry we have to move so rapidly, 8 through 21 is the actual making of this 10-inch square gold-plated breastplate that wore on the outside of the priest's garments attached to the ephod. Four rows of three stones, each a precious stone representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, here, here's where the key verse comes in. Look at verse 21 in your Bibles, Exodus 39, 21. And they bound the breastplate by means of its rings to the rings of the ephod with a blue cord so that it would be above the intricately woven band of the ephod and that breastplate would not come loose from the ephod as the Lord had commanded Moses. So representing, um, God, the, the priest would represent the people before the, the God of heaven in the Holy of Holies, having had a proper blood sacrifice and cleansing of his own sin, he went in there with the breastplate representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And ladies and gentlemen, it's so good to know that not only did God represent the 12 tribes of Israel, his chosen people, but when Jesus died on the cross, we were upon his heart when he gave his life for the forgiveness of our sins. And we praise God for the breastplate of righteousness. If you jump down to verses 22 through 31, this is the longest section of the 39th chapter. This is the making of the priestly robe. And the best part about this story is not only did they make the robe and then eventually they make uh, the bells that go on the hem of the garment and the tunic or the hat or the, uh, the turban, that the priests wore, and these are all of his outer garments, uh, because look at to stand before God, we have to be properly clothed. And only Jesus can properly clothe us in his righteousness. But the making of this, here's the key to this, 
in verses 22 through 31, when you see that they start talking about the middle section here, verses 26 through 29, they talk about putting a little bells on the hem of the robe of the priest. And, and what is not mentioned in this chapter, but in the chapters previous and later in the uh, five books of the first, uh, first five books of the Old Testament, is that in order for the priest to go into the Holy of Holies with a blood sacrifice, he not only had to have bells in the bottom of his robe to hear him moving around that he was still alive, but he had a, he had a rope uh, attached to his ankle. And if they ever heard a thump, you knew your pastor was not right with God and he died in the Holy of Holies and no one was going in to get him. So they pulled him out. They retrieved him by this rope on his ankles. So the key to knowing that the priest was right with God was that the bells were ringing on the hem of his garment and the rope was moving around, indicating the high priest was properly atoned for in his own relationship with God and he could then represent the people. Now, in verses 22 through 31, there's a lot of key verses and those lot of key verses or those many key verses are important to understand. They're making, sewing the bells on the pomegranate hem of the priestly robe. In 27, verse 27 of 39, they're making the tunics. In 28, they're making the turban. In 29, they're making a sash that goes around the waist of the, the priestly robe. And, it, and the Bible says this, that in verse number 30, they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and engraved on that plate was a statement, holiness to God, holiness to the Lord. This was engraved on the holy crown. And in order to you and I to understand that, ladies and gentlemen, when we go to worship and we stand before the holy God, this is a holy event. And holiness is not something that we contain, but it's something that God shares with us through his blood, shed blood on the cross through the person of Jesus and his wonderful resurrection. The final section of this chapter for us to stay focused on is to look at verses 32 through 43. And let me tell you, the key verses of this section um, become verses 42 and 43, the last two verses of the chapter. But this is the summation, this is the conclusion of all the work that God had asked Moses to supervise from the 28th chapter to the 39th chapter. It's an announcement that all the work was completed, just as the Lord commanded Moses. It, it's sort of the accomplishment, it's sort of the, the finishing touches. So Moses was asked to supervise the work of the readiness of the tabernacle and to get the priestly garments ready for the temporary dwelling place of God as the people wandered through the wilderness. Or in other words, this was their portable worship center. And here's the best application. They were pilgrims. They were wandering in the wilderness on their way to the promised land. And the promised land was their finished, accomplished mission. And ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord, friends of Eden's Chapel and beyond, we are pilgrims. Please understand your house is not your permanent home. This land that we live in, as great as it is, is not our permanent land. We are a people who is looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. And he has given us a very specific assignment to represent him, to be properly clothed in the righteousness of Jesus 
and to represent him to a world that is very confused, a world that is very dark, and a world that is looking for answers to their very serious questions. So here's how the 39th chapter ends as we finish this thing up. Take a look at 42 and 43 as Moses concludes what he wrote for us to understand about the preparations. He says this, according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did all the work. Can you ask yourself that question? Are you doing the work that God has called you to do? Are you representing him at your workplace, in your homes? Are you raising your families for the Lord Jesus? Is your marriage a reflection of the beauty and the holiness of God? Are you properly clothed in physical clothing and in spiritual clothing? And we see that. Then it says in 43, that Moses looked over all the work. Indeed, they had done it. The Lord commanded just so they had done it. They did what God asked them to do. It was now finished. And this is what the Bible says. And Moses blessed them. And Moses blessed them. That's the job of the pastor. Job of the pastor is teach the people to do the work of the ministry. In doing the work of the ministry, we then become very, very excellent representatives of God to the people that we serve. We live in a world where they recognize we're properly clothed, we properly behave ourselves, and we are representatives for Jesus Christ. We're only pilgrims passing through, waiting for a city whose builder and maker is God. And so may I, as a pastor today, may as I, as a Bible teacher for this 15-minute session, and may I, as the voice of, of, of presentation for this particular uh, devotional, may I bless you tonight. Thank you. Please pray. Father... We thank you for our friends, and we ask you, Lord, to bless our brothers and sisters in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you would use this 39th chapter as long as it is, Father, to make an application to us personally, that being properly clothed as believers um, in the righteousness of Jesus Christ by faith because of the finished work of Jesus, then we can be representatives of Jesus Christ in this world to a world that is watching and needing a Savior like Jesus. So I pray your blessings upon these dear brothers and sisters today in Jesus' name. Amen.